Who's back? The Aceberg FFL podcast is back. Had a baby, took a few weeks off, and uh, it was uh, a much needed break. It saved me a few weeks of talking about my horrible fantasy football team in 2021, but this is the playoff preview. We're not here to talk about my sad sack team. We're here to talk about the teams that are in the playoffs. And uh, if we're going to start with the first guest, you got to start with the first seed in the playoffs. That, of course, the great voice of the Broadway Fighting Gowlers, Micah Morris. Micah, welcome back. How have you been? Uh, good. Been busy, but good. And uh, it's, it's uh, you know, craziness this time of year, end of the year stuff. But uh, glad to be talking Hburg FFL playoffs. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining me. Um, I mentioned the number one seed. Number one seed, three years in a row, never before been done. First time, you uh, not quite the runaway juggernaut that you had been in years uh, in years past. But um, how does it feel to be making even more history in the Hburg FFL? Uh, this was this was a hard year. That extra week was tough, um, and uh, for the last month. Every every time I won a game, Paul and Jason won a game. Every time they lost a game, I lost a game. So um, I liked the team that I had, but it was just never able to get any separation because those guys are good. I mean, they, they have good teams, and um, it was it, it just to, to get the buy, especially given everything going on this week with with all the COVID and. Uh, oh, injuries and all that kind of stuff. Just to have a week off is nice to see where all this where all this lands. Yeah. Well, I was kind of looking at at how you got here, how you how you got to where you are. I mean, you you had the highest scoring team, the most total points. You won three weeks, um, which was tied uh, with uh, Gambinos for most in the league. You you just won the breakdown challenge in the second half of the season. I just uh, angrily sent my my uh, my money over to Casey um but i was looking at you kind of you kind of started slow 1 and 3 start 0 oh and 2 and since then what 8 and 2 down the stretch um scored i believe if i was looking at this right over 100 points in 9 of those 10 games and the one that you didn't you had a 98 so very consistent and I would say you're the hottest team. You're on a three-game winning streak and eight and two. Like I said, coming uh, coming home. So um, you you got to be feeling good about the way uh, the big mo the momentum is is uh, in your favor. Yeah, it's been really Jonathan Taylor has been has been the key uh, for me over the last eight weeks or so. You know, Josh Allen has been up and down at times. My receivers have been hit and miss, and uh, the early the issues I had early on was with a pretty rocky receiving core um, uh, and, and just players not performing. Jonathan Taylor got going, and and uh, Fournette's been really good the last couple of weeks. And and you know when I can get Andrews on that same page, um, I like my team. But it was a rough start. It, this was a, a rough start this year. Um, you know with that one and two, one and three, whatever it was. Um, I just I was so inconsistent. I wasn't getting any production. Uh, Gibson was not very good. Taylor was okay, and then um, you know a couple of moves here and there. Which uh, again, I some of the moves I made in the long run were not. You know the Debo Samuel move for Mike Evans. Debo put up really good numbers, but I promise you that you know ninety nine times out of a hundred you're making that same trade. Um, so they didn't all pan out, but it all Evans, worked. Evans and, has been okay. He's been good. But yeah, you you talk about Taylor. I mean, you're right. So you, after the the slow start, I mean, just some of these weeks, um, you know, since week four, he's been double digits every week, never below 15. But uh, some of these games, 37, 32, 40, 54, who can forget that? And then just 29 last week. I mean, these are single-handedly winning you some of these games. You're running back putting up 40, 50 points. I mean, that's just crazy. 
Well, they're finally giving them the ball. I got so tired of watching games where they tried to get so cute in the red zone and, and you know, have Carson Wentz, you know, throw throw the football when the the best player on the field wasn't wasn't getting the ball. It was awful to watch. And then finally, you know, I watched that five touchdown game, whatever week it was, and I was like, you know, finally they're giving him the ball. And uh, yeah, he's been he's been really good over over the last couple of weeks. So uh, I think. Uh, the whole the whole goal for me all year was to try and build depth. You just don't know when you're gonna have injuries, and I'm I'm actually unfortunately faced with some injuries right now. Lost DeAndre Hopkins for the yeah. year. Um, you know who knows what's gonna happen with Henderson. Um, so just trying to build depth, and um, I hopefully have have done that. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. The the news today that that uh, Hopkins was gonna be out for the rest of the season. So I see you you've been pretty active here just uh just today um some of these moves you uh, initially picked up uh marquise brown then uh pivoted there to antonio brown and then added uh claypool to so try to shore up that wide receiver position um you know i don't think it's uh you're certainly not barren with uh with evans and cd lamb there i mean that maybe it makes your decision a little bit easier um you know if, if you were going to have to decide on starting one of those guys versus uh versus a Hopkins maybe yeah there was a time when I picked up Chuba Hubbard last week I was kind of deciding who I was going to have to get rid of it was going to be Hopkins or Brown and and every time I started Brown and Andrews I hated it (laughs) I didn't like starting two uh Ravens receivers because you know Lamar can just put up a just can just be bad um so it made it a little easier but um, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised to see, you know, Hopkins was getting an MRI, but, uh, if, if Antonio Brown comes back and, and something were to happen and Evans goes down then I've got Brown, if he gets suspended or, or cut or whatever, then I'll, I'll deal with that when it happens. But right now I just, you know, you just got to get to the championship and then worry about that when you get there. Yeah. And you, and you, you mentioned Henderson being banged up, but I'll tell you this Fournette, another guy I certainly didn't believe in, but he, uh, he had some big game 40, he had a 40 point game down the stretch, 20, 20, a couple times. Um, certainly, uh, you know, he's been, he's been good. So, you know, yet you, like you said, you had that depth. It's just coming from a guy that uh, could barely get one running back on the field in a lot of weeks during the season. So, you know, do you, you have that guy on the bench was uh, a nice luxury to have. Yeah, it definitely was. But, you know, I look, I was looking at the matchups in the playoffs, and I'll play the winner of, I think, Jason and Lee. And if I end up playing Lee, there's a lot riding on that Tampa Bay game. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he's got a whole bunch of Buccaneers, and I've yeah. got a whole bunch of them. He's yeah, he's got Brady in them. Well, let's see. I mean, so you're you're looking here at, at the playoffs. You're sitting in that one seed. So yeah, you mentioned uh, you got Lance and uh, Lee here facing off. And is there a, a a team that you would rather face? I mean, it looks like Lee's a, a heavy favorite here. Um, would you uh, are would you be pulling for 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 Lance in, in the upset, or uh, or you you don't care? You just you just take on whoever's ahead of you. You know, I traditionally have not been very good against Lee. If you look at my numbers, I didn't want him any part of our division because I have not been good against him historically. Um, I don't know. I mean, looking at both teams, I mean, you got to deal with Stafford. You might, but I think when it comes down to it, for me, is if I have to play Lee, there's just with Brady and and so much riding on that Buccaneers offense in that game. I just don't really want to have to to deal with that when he's got so many uh, Tampa Bay players, including Brady, when I would have Evans. And I, I hate that. And um, I haven't looked at that week 16 yeah. schedule yet, other than to know that Josh Allen plays Buffalo, which I don't love. So I, I'm not sure that I'm really pulling for one team or the other. You just have to deal with whatever, whatever happens and uh, you know, just go from there. Yeah. It looks like uh Tampa Bay's playing Carolina that week. Um, yeah. I mean that flag bros are scary, uh, you know, especially when, He's got because he got that double stack with Godwin and Gronk, so it's like you know he's he has the chance to put up a lot of touchdowns quick. Um, I like you know Lance certainly. Uh, I would have to say would be the underdog. I think he was you know one of the lower scoring teams in the league, so you got to think he's got his work cut out for him here. Um, and I don't know if you got any thoughts on this uh, 
this Pats fan cockheads matchup here. Who you got any? Have you have you looked at any of these games? I don't mean to be putting you on the spot. I you know we're just you know I like to pick these games. Um, but yeah, you certainly don't have to say anything if you have any thoughts on who you might think would be coming out of this one. Um, well, you know, yeah, I haven't looked real closely at it to be honest with you. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, Mahomes just hasn't been very good, but that's boy, what a lot riding on that game Thursday night. If everybody's healthy with Mahomes and Herbert taking on one another on Thursday night, um, yeah, it's big. I like, I like. It's huge. I like Paul's team. I mean, Eckler has been playing out of his mind. That's another Thursday night game. I mean, we don't typically like Thursday night games with the over-under set at 52, so there's going to be some points scored in that game. Um, Debo against Atlanta. Man, that that's that's almost not fair. Amari against the Giants. Goddard against Washington. And, I, you know, I think Richard has his work cut out. But the one thing I will say is George Kittle has yeah. been playing out of his mind yeah. over the last two weeks. That's um, exactly I just what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I was just going to say Kittle. I mean, weeks. Kittle basically got Corby into the playoffs. He was kind of, you know, he was right on the cut there. And, um, you know, Kittle last two games has been insane. Over 150 uh, yards in each one, 37 points, 26 points. I mean, yeah, if he's, if he's doing that, then, you know, I, I like Richard to pull this one out, you know. You yeah, there, I posted something earlier today where uh, Kittle has scored more points in the last two games than um, everybody below tight end number 12 on the year. So there were 11 tight ends that had over 60 points, and everybody else had less. Kittle scored 63 in the last two weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, this is bringing up more bad memories about uh, drafting Darren <laughs> Waller way too early. What a what a mistake, I tell you. Oh, that's that's the other good pick you made, wasn't it? You got Andrews, too, don't you, man? Damn it. God, Micah, you killed me this year. Could have just waited, dude. What's, what was Andrews on the tight end? Is he What's he, top three this year? It's got to be, right? He he actually scoring right now. He's number one. Number he one, passed, I was going to uh, say. Kelsey this week, yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah well, that one did sort it again, of fell on my lap. I was I, I was I, I wasn't necessarily going to take Andrews right there, but when John B. screwed me and took Cooper Cup, in that spot, I had to I had to turn it around, and, and Andrews just happened to be sitting there. Unbelievable. Well, uh, well, thank you, Micah. I said I would get you out of here 10 to 15. I appreciate you joining me. Um, good luck to you in the playoffs, and uh, and happy holidays uh, to to you and the family. Um, so, yeah, any uh, any final trash talk you want to give to the rest of these guys uh, before you before you head out? No, nah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we'll do a uh, another fantasy playoff thing like, like we did last year with all, all the teams in the playoffs. So that'll be coming out here in a couple of weeks. But good luck to everybody. Merry Christmas and always good to talk to you. All right, buddy. Hey, we'll see you later. All right. See you, Dave. All Thanks. Right. Bye. All right. And we are back. And I'm joined by the great. Many time frequent co-host of the Hberg FFL podcast, Richard Corpy. Richard, how are you? I'm doing all right. Sitting in uh, Lowe's parking lot, ready to do a podcast again. Oh, I was going to say, it looked like you were coming in nice and clear. You're on that Lowe's Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm on the Lowe's Wi-Fi. Anytime we do something near the school, it doesn't seem to work. Even the school email wouldn't accept your your invite so they know they they so, saw they saw the uh, explicit tag on the podcast and they don't want anything to do with that <laughs> evidently unbelievable well corporate you made the playoffs yeah i'm not sure how i feel about that i'll take it i'll take it but you know my team sucks oh come on don't say that two years in a row you've made the playoffs that's pretty good I made the playoffs last year. Apparently what? so. Apparently you were the number three seed in the whole damn playoffs last year. Eight and five. Wow. The Covidians. How quickly I we forget. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations cool. on making the playoffs. You're, uh, you're, you, you, you have a championship, apparently, back in the dark ages before my time. I don't know. It's been a long time, though. I know my brother said... Uh, he thinks he's he's got Lee as his sentimental pick of having never won. But do you feel like you're being overlooked as uh, having not won in the in the CBS era of Hberg FFL? Well, I get why Mike wouldn't pick me. I just beat him. He, he's not going to be too favorable of uh, supporting me after just beating him. But 
Right. But that's why I played the little game of picking up cooks because he said something about it. if I only had cooks, I would have won. Okay, well, maybe I can win if I pick up cooks. That could be. <laughs> you could be on to something here. Well, you, like you said, you, you snuck in. You, you got the uh, – what seed are you? Are you the six seed? You I are the six be... seed. You, you made it by the skin of your teeth. Big win in week 14. Pushed you up to uh, seven and seven. You, uh, you, 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 but you, you know, the thing is, you finished hot. You were five and seven. You won two games down the stretch. And I think the big reason for these wins, the resurgence of George F. Kittle, Corpy, this Kittle, week 13, 181 yards, two touchdowns, 37 points, followed that up with 151 yards and a touchdown, 26 points. And two big wins for you. So I guess the question is, can he keep this up against this porous Atlanta Falcons defense? How 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 are you feeling about your boy Kittle paying off down the stretch? And can he ride this wave and lead you to the elusive Hberg FFL championship? Well, I've noticed that if Mitchell is out, Kittle does better. So I have mixed feelings because I like Mitchell being in there because he's pretty good. But I think Kittle, I, I, I'm hoping to ride Kittle for the next three games, but we shall see. Yeah, I can see that. That would make sense if they're um, if they're not going to run the ball, then maybe yeah they're gonna they're gonna pass it a little more. That I think there is something to that. Now you've kind of been dealing, like you said, Mitchell's been banged up. Uh, Elliot seems like he's banged up. Um, Robinson is unreliable on that thing. I saw you just made a couple moves this week. You picked up uh, uh, Rashad Penny, who uh, my brother said that was his number one waiver claim. You mentioned that you picked up uh, Brandon Cooks. Oh, and dropped Mike Williams. Oh, man. Well, that was your boy. That was your boy in the beginning of the year. Yeah, but he's too volatile, and I can't have two chargers. You know, it's. I feel I'm afraid. One that's I can't trust, and then I have another... I have the quarterback as well. So I dropped him. Plus it's a Thursday game. So he won't be available until next week. You don't wanna you don't wanna blow your wad on Mike Williams. Yeah. And you'll have no. the number one waiver if you if you get through as the seven seed. So right. I, I see the logic there, I guess. You got you know, that, that Herbert Williams stack though is nice when it goes off if they get any touchdowns. I haven't seen what he's been doing lately, but um But with Allen coming back, I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. I think going to be an Allen ball game and an Eckler ball game. And um, so you, and so you picked up Penny. He he looked good. 32 points last week, finally showing some of this promise. Um are, are yeah, you going to play him, I guess? Over would you bench Zeke as uh, shaky as he's looked maybe? Uh I can't bench Zeke because Pollard is also probably not going to play. So I think they're going to use Elliot as much as they possibly think they can. He's still liable to break open something. And what's his matchup? I mean, it, it's it's a good matchup. It's He's playing the Giants. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to play him. Could do it. Could do it. Yeah, you mentioned. Um, and I'm still not. I don't know what I want to do with Robinson. Yeah, he's tough. Putting up a zero last week. That could have that cost you, man. That zero. You Two pulled zeros. it out. Two zeros and got the win. Yep. Oh, my brother just had to be uh, kicking oh, himself over there. Pissed. I was getting, yeah, we all saw the text. Yeah, you, you, he was, uh, he had old Kyler Murray, but couldn't pull it out there. Well, uh, I don't know if you've looked ahead here, but you're you're facing off against Paul Reiner's fighting cockheads here, it looks like, um, in the 3-6 matchup. And uh, all eyes are going to be on this Thursday game. You've got Herbert. He's got Mahomes. Mahomes has been a little a bit shaky. And he's got Eckler. And? Uh, and the kicker. And Bucker. Boy. So this could be really good for you or really bad after Thursday. I, you know, I know I don't like playing guys in Thursday games. How do you feel about it, and how are you feeling uh, with all this action on this Thursday game? I don't like it, but it, but I was okay with it because they were projecting Herbert to get thirty points. Suddenly he's down to twenty-three. Oh, really? So what happened between yesterday and today? But now they've dropped him all the way down to twenty-three. So that makes me a little nervous, but it's. CBS and who knows what the hell if they really know what the hell they're doing. 
Well, I think Kansas City's defense has been a little bit better of late, but you yeah, got to think if if they're going to score, I mean, that could easily be a shootout. Some of these teams on Thursday, you know, I just never know what you're going to get on a Thursday. You know, they they could teams can come out and just look like absolute garbage, or maybe the defenses can be tired and the offenses can look good. I you just it's very unpredictable, especially just, in the playoffs. So okay, this is something we got to start looking for. So. Thursday games suck is so how long was the defense on the field in the previous game? Right. I think that would be an important thing to look at. Well, that was certainly what they were talking about last week with the Steelers when they fell behind like 29 to nothing or whatever it was before they made a big comeback that the defense was just all shot to hell from the, the Ravens game four days earlier. I mean, I definitely think that's a consideration. You'd have to think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a professional athlete. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, you know, the, I mean, these guys should be in tip-top shape, though. They can't get back in, in after three days off and go play another game of American football. Come on. But they're so routine, man. They are so routine in everything they do throughout the season that that slight little change could be enough. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree. No, I mean, you're definitely tired, and they're beat up. Especially this late in the season, after you, yeah. you running into each other for fourteen games, and then you got to come back and play yeah. the play a division game on a Thursday night against uh, Pat Mahomes. That's going to be tough. Tough for anybody. But I, I can't. There's nobody else on the waiver wire I'd pick up and put in, in instead of Herbert. Yeah, because he he's been on fire as well. We we talked about Kittle, but he's put up how many? I mean, he's put up what thirty points past three weeks, I think. He has been good. Yeah, he's been really good. What, 40, 47, 28, 37, 32? Yeah, he's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, Mitchell's, was, Mitchell's was good. Mitchell, uh, well, the, yeah, he's been pretty good down the stretch. Um, you know, when he plays, he's good, certainly. Uh, you know, there's some fat, there's some, uh, it'll be interesting. You know, you got Kittle, and uh, Paul's got Debo, so there's a little bit of, uh, you know, if if Kittle has a good game, you got to figure Debo won't, and vice versa. So there's a there's a lot of uh, well uh, forces here's at work thing. here. If Mitchell's out, if 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 San Francisco's hurting at running back, they put Debo in as running back. I have seen that. <clears throat> yeah, and I think I'd rather have that. Have him at running back. Yeah. It was less chance for an explosive uh, big play, I, I guess. I think so. I don't think he's as productive, although he has had good games as a running back too. So I don't know this th- this game. I mean, I just feel lucky to even be here. So <laughs> this is uh, I, I'm I'm kind of like oh, okay, we'll we'll try, we'll see. Well, I mean, you got some good matchups. You got that Cardinals D against Detroit. Yeah. My former boy Jerry Goff, that could be good. The big, the huge D week can swing a playoff game. That's the one thing you can never account for. Um, Kittle, like I said, Deontay Johnson. I think you picked him up off the waiver wire. He's had a couple big games here down the stretch. You know, you got players. Brandon Cooks in a nice matchup against Jacksonville. If you're going to play Brandon Cooks, might as well do it against those the the disgusting Jags who have uh, quit on their coach. Um, Oh God, what is going on there? I don't know. Robinson's their best player, and they're not using him. So I read. I know I read an article before the last game that was like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's what's the, what's the quarterback's name? Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's, yeah. He 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 like came out and said like we have to get James Robinson. He has to be on the field. He has to be involved. And then he goes. He puts up a zero. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on. And then my brother sent some video of uh, yeah, Urban Meyer like uh, gave some real pithy handshake to Vrabel after the game, and I guess Vrabel was on his coaching staff at Ohio State. So he just seems like a major league asshole, that guy. I don't know. Could be a one and done. Well, I mean, that's kind of the track record, isn't it, for uh, college coaches coming in? I guess so. I don't know. I mean, we've you know, Pete Carroll's all right. Jimmy Johnson, oh, remember him? True. Yeah. I don't know, but our, your boy Saban didn't do so well, so who knows? But anyway, this isn't a college football podcast. This is an Hberg FFL podcast. Um, well, I think we about covered it. Uh, any uh, 
Any other thoughts here ahead of your game, or uh, anything you want to say to the to the rest of the of these guys in the playoffs? Any uh, any smack talking, moonwalking, job uh, no. talking? I I wish I could talk smack, but I just feel lucky that I made it in there. And uh, I I thought I the league deserved me making some moves this week to try to improve my team. And you know, throwing out Williams, I thought was kind of risky. And I'm I'm still contemplating dumping McLaren. And there's one or two more people that I'm thinking about picking up, and I might even drop McLaren because he's Redskins are unpredictable. They're not as bad as the Jags, but yeah, we didn't even mention him, and their quarterback yeah. is banged up too, maybe right? Yeah, so I might I might throw him out Saturday and pick somebody up, but we'll see. All right, man. Well, uh, well, thank you for joining me. Uh, best of luck, Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays to you and the rest of the Corpy Clan, and. Um, yeah, good luck, yeah. and uh, well, thank, you know, thanks we'll, for we'll see how on. it goes. I appreciate you bringing the podcast back. I was going to give you a hard time last week. I said, <laughs> well, you know, I, I tell you, the, the, the last time I talked to you, I said, what if this is the last ever Aceberg FFL podcast, and then it was gone for a while. But, man, I tell you, it's just it's just been hard. And plus, so I was just telling Micah, it was uh, – as bad as my team was, it was hard to get, it was hard to get the motivation to uh, to really get on here every week. So I probably needed a break to recharge, and then the baby was just a convenient excuse for that. So you know, but we're back, and we'll be back next year. And uh, yes, but and you know, hopefully you'll join me a few times, uh, and we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk fantasy. All right, that sounds good to me. Thanks, man. All right, good buddy. All right, have a good one. Hear what they say. All right, see you, man. Yeah. People got places to be. All right, we're back. I'm joined by Lee Greco. What's happening? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, what's new with you? We were just talking off air. You're, as people know, we uh, we play in another league together, the GBL, where I was equally as uh, putrid. But you got a buy over there. You're in the playoffs over here. You got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, uh, I was. It was kind of crazy the last week. There was a scenario where I could either not make the playoffs or I could have gotten the bye if John B lost and I scored a bunch of points. And, and I was like, this, uh, this league is crazy. Yeah. This, this league the, is crazy. I, I mean, the, the divisions really throws things up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say your team, I was just looking at it the way you kind of got in here and it was like it's all crazy. It's all over the place. Just in the last, like, Six or I, I seven weeks, you're, yeah, you, you're like over 130 three times and under 70 three times just in the <laughs> last seven weeks. I mean, you know what, is this just, uh, I guess you go as the, as as the, the Buccaneers Bucks, yeah. go. But also, this week really scares me because the Saints have had uh, Brady's number in the regular season every game they played him. Oh, and, is that uh, true? And I want to root for the Saints, but uh, I will be rooting for the Saints, but. I hope Brady does a lot. Gronk, yeah. has, Gronk has been killer when he plays. It's weird. My team is just bizarre. Well, uh, we know my brother will be rooting for you. He said you're the yeah. uh, you're the sentimental pick. It's your it's your twentieth year in the league. Do you think that this uh, twenty year is the charm? Nice round number. That would be nice. Yeah, but I feel like that's the kiss of death. Sharky rooting for me to win. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, twenty years without a championship. I think you, it's you and uh, and and Ron have, have both been in a long time without a championship. And uh, you know, but Ron, nobody's he's he's not in it, and he, nobody'd be rooting for him anyway, even if he was. So uh, you know, you, you've got the uh, you you've got that 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 bit of history on your side. I I used to call you Odier Lee because you <laughs> would be, I think. You 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 made the final in in oh nine eleven thirteen and fifteen. You took seventeen and nineteen off, but we're back another odd year. Could we see another uh, run to the final? I hope so, but I I, I have a bad. It's just tough in the finals for me. Never yeah, well, that's it. yeah four <laughs> four finals appearances without a win. That is the most uh, most finals without pulling it pulling it through uh, at least yeah. once so you got to figure you know if you can get there one of these times it's got to got to come up for you i mean i thought that every time <laughs> so, it's yeah. it's tough it has, it has i been in the cards no i know i've i've lost four finals as well so i know how it is well um i'm also thinking it's weird that jason's team is really really weird uh yeah 
he's got like the lowest point scored and the lowest point scored against, I think, or something close to that. And I was like, I know. Yeah, my team was terrible. And then when I played, you know, when I I played Lance, it was like, uh, you know, they do like if you played the same schedule as Lance, it was like I'd be like eight and two or something. I was like (laughs) two and eight or something. I was like, God, Lance, you're just getting a break. But, you know, it's been said many times it's points against matters uh, just as much, if not more, than, than how many points you actually score, you know. I think I scored like 60 when I played him or 70 or something. It was terrible. Well, yeah, I was looking at his team, too, and he's like, you know, between week 9 and 11, he scored 48, 59, 69. So but both of you teams, of this could be the worm burner from hell. I mean, the, the, yeah. the good thing for your team is you're, you're at least coming in hot. You were over 142 weeks in a row. Lance didn't really ever have that. Uh, I mean, I guess he got up to 130 once back in week 7, but um, at, at least your highs have been a little higher, I guess. Yeah, but... God, I just—it's just weird going into the week thinking I'm going to score. It'll project me for 100 points, and I score 60. I'm like, what the hell happened here? And uh, I also noticed you've got—you uh, haven't made any moves in a while. In the last couple of weeks, you're—you're—you've still got Kenyon Drake on IR on your bench. Yeah. What is that? Are you just holding something close to the vest? You gotta—you you don't want to tip no, your just, tip your hand I, here. There's just nothing out there. You just just you just waiting. You just I'm just, just fuck it. Yeah, I don't have, there's nobody I would start or anything. I'm just like, I just don't want. Well, uh, like my wide receivers, I'm set no matter what. Like, it's just, I shouldn't say that at all. But, I mean, each week I have to decide if I'm benching Godwin or Allen. Well, you're not benching uh, Devontae, that's for sure. Hell, yeah. I'm and, being, I mean, man. I don't know. I mean, to me, it feels like your team is at its most dangerous when you got that, that Buccaneers double stack going with with godwin and gronk and and yeah. you know you just pile up points so quickly when they're hitting i guess i mean the downside yeah, would be i guess i guess when they game. don't hit that's when you yeah. wind up in the 60s but yeah yeah well like sometimes i'll watch the first half of a game and they haven't scored a touchdown yet and i'm like fuck me that one game Fournette went wild and scored like four touchdowns i think i lost really bad that week yeah um i don't know i mean is anything uh Anything scare point, you about uh about what Lance is running out here? I mean, uh, Javante Williams has been pretty hot down the good. stretch. Um, Jalen Waddle's got a nice matchup. Stafford's got a nice matchup. Um, he's got some plays. I wonder if we'll see Sonny Michelle if Henderson is out against that Seahawks defense. I think that might be what I would do. Yeah. Well, maybe if, if I'm he, Lance. If Henderson plays, I think Sonny Michelle's going to get a lot of playing time still. It's like, yeah, I I mean, that's a tough call. Start. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, his team, it's nothing like terrifying that you see, but all, they can all score, so it's, I mean. Well, you're a, you're a heavy, you're a heavy guru favorite, Lee, so don't, what, you know. What's that looking like right now? 63%, you're a, but a 102 to 87 in the eyes of the guru here, so right. he, he like they're uh Well, I've also had terrible problems with kickers this year, oh. which Sharky's been following. I pick the wrong one every week. I, I can certainly relate. I had I had a couple zeros at kicker in this yeah. damn league this year, so I know how that goes. So you, what are you going? You like coup this week? I don't know. I haven't decided at all. I might just pick up a random one and start them. Who knows? That might be good. Yeah, I don't know. I I would I'd be a little afraid of uh of Badgley against uh, New England. You never know. No, Belichick might yeah, di- dial way. something up to shut him down. But also, I feel like maybe he'll shut him down a bunch of times for some long field goals. It's like. That's know. a good point. Yeah, you I never think, know. I don't, I don't think they're going to totally keep the Colts out of the their side of the field, but I could see them not letting them score at all. This could be one of those Wentz games, man. It could be. Well, you know they're going to try to shut down Taylor for sure. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then I mean, maybe then it's Wentz up to Wentz. Wentz is a bit of a loose cannon, so who yeah, knows? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Lee. I'm not a betting man. Well, I can't bet because I'm not. I can't play the. Uh, no, the way, yeah, right you got there. any hot bets? You're a big gambler these days. You got any? Uh, you had any big uh, parlays hit a, lately? I actually did. It was really weird. Uh, I had a five dollar free bet last Thursday, and I bet a crazy parlay on the Chiefs game. Was the Chiefs? No. Was that the Steelers? No, Steelers. That Steelers crazy comeback where they almost uh, pulled it out. 
that was last Thursday? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, because I had Najee in my in the other league. Yeah. Or no, in this league. Uh, but no, uh, so I had a big parlay. It was like five pieces, and one of them tied. And I was like, shit, they're just going to give me my free bet back. <laughs> but they gave me a $222 free bet. Damn. And uh, I put it on the Warriors and maybe the Bucks on Friday night to, to both win. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got 300 some dollars and I pulled it all out of there. Wow. Before they, I thought maybe they might see Before they catch you on. <laughs> I was like, I'm just getting this money in my pocket. Man, you're gonna have you're gonna have a big old a uh, lot of lot of uh, what do you call it gambling winnings to put on your uh, your 10.99 this I'm, year. I'm wondering what the reporting range is. Like I don't know. I'm not that high enough at all. I mean, I guess you can offset it with any losses that you have. Yeah, should know this. We should get an accountant in here that would know these things. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how that works, but uh, get a CPA spe- on the phone. Specialize on gambling. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, thank you. I don't want to keep you for too long, but uh, yeah, I think you got a good chance. If I was uh, if I was going to pick this game, I think you got it. I like you know Devonte. I love him. Feels like a Brady. Uh, I just feel like when things are going right for you, that that you've got a little bit higher upside. So you know, for well, for your like sake, it. we hope that the the Saints don't uh, don't your, that your Saints don't screw you in the playoffs. Oh, can you well, imagine? If they do, it'd be nice to see them beat Brady again. But that's I'd rather have win the fancy game, probably. Yeah, for That's sure. That's terrible to say. <laughs> All right, man. Well, any uh, right. any final thoughts? Hey, give uh, yeah, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Give my regards to the to yeah. to Mike and the fam and everybody down in yeah. Charlotte when you're down there. Just want to say, fuck you, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let him know. I'm going to be talking to him here a little bit later, so we'll see All if right. he has any witty retorts uh, to come back <laughs> at you. Okay. Cool. All right, man. Right, see you later. Bye. All right, all right, we're back again for the fourth time. Joined by Jason Lance. I got a invite to him late. I sent the invite to the wrong email. I sent it to yace85 at gmail.com, and then I was like, oh, I better cancel. I don't know who that is. Somebody's going to just pop in and crash the meeting, so I had to start a new meeting and send it to you. It'd be a whole different show. Who knows who that is? Oh, man. It could be anybody. Who knew there were so many yace85s out there? I didn't know. Well, there's only one. Only one true. Only well, yeah. there's yeah. You're Ricky Ace eighty five. Uh, all right, Lance, you're in the playoffs. Yeah, How somehow. How you feeling? Ugh. I mean, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you know, you're you're uh, you're you're. I would say you're a bit of the dark horse, a bit of the underdog here. You were uh, uh, narrowly edged me out. I was the lowest scoring team in the league. You were uh, you right above me. But mm. you had the lowest points against, and as we've said a million times on the Hburg FFL podcast, you know sometimes that uh, that points against will will matter more in your record than the points you actually score. So you know sometimes better lucky than good, I guess. But but now you're in. Are you are you feeling confident? Or you can you can you score when it matters? I guess. Oh man. Oh, yeah, the hard-hitting know. questions today. That's why I keep asking all these like uh, history questions because I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if the I had the lowest points scored against at least the top three. I mean, it's unreal that I had eight wins uh, considering my totals most weeks. It was miserable, just well, lucky. Yeah, you, you know, you you uh, you know, did you win? Did you win any low scoring? You know what's what's fascinating is you had these these low points, and then uh, you actually when you played Paul, Paul put up a fifty eight and one because you only put up a forty eight. So I mean, you know, oh. and you still even 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 losing to a fifty eight, you still managed to get to eight wins. That's pretty damn impressive, dude. Yeah, I mean the only consolation was ron getting that 30 bomb (laughs) yeah giving me a win i i could have used a couple of those earlier in the year i got i get the cheap win when it doesn't matter when my season's long dead but hey you know take it i'll take it any win against ron is a good win um i think i think um well i mean we got covid and all this crap we can any we can all talk about that but i don't know i i definitely do not hate my team every week when they put up a dud, 
I'm sitting there looking at it like, why? It's not like, oh, man, I knew this was coming or it's I screwed up somewhere. It's just one of those things where every time I look at my either matchups or like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, I'm not going to John B myself because I really think I could get these wins and then freaking, you know, DK Metcalf garbage. When you're, you know, when your team, um, you you know, you had a few big weeks. You had a 130 in there, a couple over 120. You actually, you know, you had a 124 and uh, and lost with that to to Paul back in week five when he was up in the 140s. So, um, you know, we've seen that the team can can put it all together. Uh, You know, you you made some big moves. You made some big trades throughout the year there, which which maybe that Antonio Gibson trade – Come playoff time, you're, you ended up winning that one now with, with Hopkins out. So I know Michael, oh. he, he wasn't none too pleased about that whole situation. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just whisper about it. I, I knew Hopkins <laughs> was going to be injured for the season before that trade. Wouldn't it matter? You you had a feeling that that come playoff time, he wasn't going to be around to, to, to get it done for you here. Well, so, uh, that yeah, trade was even. That, that trade was even, even if you look at it now, because both both players were inconsistent as hell. Uh, Gibson Gibson just never uh, was out for a game, so right. you're either going to get six points or like two, three weeks ago, twenty some. Yeah, no, that's true, and uh, you know, yeah, he's he he'd been a little banged up. I saw you just picked up Ramondre Stevenson there off the wire ahead of this matchup. Um, I know Harris might be a little banged up. You do have uh, Sony Michelle as well, who's uh, looked pretty good with with Henderson out. So, um, would you consider pivoting? If, if, are, are 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 either of those guys in play? You think uh, you know if uh, if you if you wanted to to try to do something here? Yeah, man. I'll tell you the Stevenson pickup was followed uh, me listening to serious fantasy on the way home and i'm basically rolling the die but not like in a desperate way because damian harris is like pulled that hammy two weeks ago and you know belichick is not gonna uh, force him in and even if he does play him it's stevenson's probably going to be the uh the lead dude uh with that being said uh, all they do is run. Um, right. And when I say roll on the die, like I'm, I'm probably not playing Gibson this week. Uh, fingers crossed, but that the team is decimated with COVID. Um, they're heading into Philly and uh, Heineke's banged up, but with yeah. no McLaurin, if they don't put 15 people in the box to, to corral Gibson with no, with no McKissick, like it would be a miracle in my mind if, uh, Gibson put up anything better than last week, which was garbage. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Sony has had over 20 carries the last couple weeks and has a good matchup uh, against Seattle. If you, you think he's, he could potentially get some work there. I mean, he, he didn't have uh, the, the huge game he had in week 13 against Jacksonville against Arizona, but 20 carries is nothing to sneeze at. No, well, put it this way. Like I said, it's I'm going to pick the wrong two guys uh, more than likely. But uh, when you look at Sony's match, like you said, good matchup, Seattle. Problem is, is Henderson, we don't know if he's healthy, but he's may come off of the COVID. If he didn't come off of the COVID IR, then I almost have to put Sony in. Um, yeah, I would think Javante so. Javante Williams, man, if, you got to roll the die again. I keep using the term, but if Javon, if Melvin Gordon, oh my gosh, if he would, well, they both had good games last week. I mean, Javante, what down the down the stretch here, last three games, double digits, last two over twenty. I mean, you know, you you, you got to ride the hot hand, right? At some point, in, in a you know decent matchup. But the thing is, is could you imagine hindsight? But could you imagine if? They traded Melvin Gordon, or he was injured like for a significant amount of time. Who I'd be rolling with as my number one running back? It, it'd be like a poor man's Jonathan Taylor. I was just gonna say that that would be yeah. like the Jonathan Taylor second half what we saw last year. Yeah, and, and then, potentially, you know, if Melvin Gordon leaves in the off season, you know, I think Javante Taylor is going to be a, a trendy little. 
back into the first round type of running back next year. So I think you got a little bit of a steal. It's just unfortunate that uh, old old uh, Smelvin's still hanging around there, gobbling up touches. Uh, and he's balling out too, so that sucks. It's not, like, it's not like he's putting up 10 yards on 10 carries. But uh, I don't know. Uh, looking at my team, Dark Horse for sure. But and especially when you look at the matchup against Lee, like, well, I mean, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, Stafford's got a great matchup here. Uh, you know, and that's that's the other thing about playing. You know, if you did go Sony, then you are all in. And you got the you know the, the the running back, but against a bad Seattle defense, um, you know, Gibson Williams we talked about Waddle in a nice matchup against the Jets. What did he do last time they played? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, he got a solid 12, so not too bad. Um, good matchup. Chase, I think you got to play. Um, Ertz has a nice matchup. You got nice matchups. Eagles D, and, uh, I don't even know. Is Heineke going to be playing for Washington? I saw they put Kyle Allen on, uh, injured reserve or something. Do we know? They, I, they cleared Heineke from his, uh, MRI. There's no damage. And he's a, I mean, I, I love the dude. He's a hard ass. But I think without McLaurin and uh, uh, Sims, his backup is just went on the COVID list. So literally, they have Curtis Samuel, who they have on a snap limit because of his uh, hamstring. So Heineke has, I guess, what, not Peoples Jones, but Seals Jones or whatever. Oh, uh, right. Uh, like that's he don't even have a starting tight end so yeah Gibson's scary like I don't the the Philly defense is garbage I the Philly de- well I know yeah it's just purely like you said I mean it's just kind of a uh, the old football team doesn't have a, a football team to put out there no I think it's gonna be a miserable game at Philly like with uh, both teams tied uh the Redskins have the what for whatever reason a lead for the wild card like Philly's gonna come at them and I don't think Washington's going to have anything to give them. I mean, we'll see, but but it's just, I don't know. So that's why I'm doing Philly as opposed to new England running the clock out on the Colts and not and turning then, the ball. You know, over. and then when you're watching the game, you know, if if uh, if Washington is uh, shitting the bed, at least you know you can uh, have have the benefit of at least uh, helping your your fantasy team in the playoffs. I guess. So yeah. If, anyway, if Harris is out, then Stevenson for sure, and if uh, Henderson is out, then Sony probably for sure over that split back with Javante. I, I I hate to say it, but I'm gonna go with the two solo. Uh, feature guys because I need volume. I can't yeah. risk I can't risk Javante's 12 carries and two catches turning into 40 yards. No, of course. Yeah, I think that's I think that's legit. Um, you know, yeah, you are coming in as a, as an underdog, like we said, you know, the, 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 the points weren't there, you know, the guru has, uh, has Lee projected about a 14, 15 point favorite, 63% favorite. Um, but you know, the, the, the thing about the Lee and the flag bros is, um, you know, he scored a lot the last couple of weeks at 140, uh, 141 exactly week 13 and 14. But before that he was, in the three out of the four weeks before that, he was uh, in the 60s. Right, so yeah. it's it's a little trick or treat, and it's all he's so heavy on the Buccaneers that it's uh, you know if if the Saints defense and 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 uh, when I was talking to him earlier, he said that uh, the Saints have had Brady's number uh, in, in their recent matchup. So. Um, you know, that's all you got to be hoping for. It's it's just he can pile up points quickly when he if he gets a touchdown to Godwin or Gronk. But you know, if if those guys don't do it, then you know that's three guys all together, and and uh, you know he could leave the door wide open for you. Well, unfortunately, that's a Sunday night game, so you're gonna be you're gonna be done, and and you're gonna have you're gonna be praying you have a big lead. Well, ahead like of Tom Brady to on nas- national TV, Tom Brady. No, yeah, no. I, when I saw that, I was hoping Tom was away, obviously, just because it's kind of drastic on paper in terms of how he's played outside of Tampa. But, but yeah, I mean, I think what's going to happen is either Lee's going to keep putting up those numbers and I'm just not going to be able to answer, or 
my uh, magic voodoo of this season and uh, typically decent runs in the playoffs is going to give him a nice big 70 burger and I'm going to squeak out some sort of 80 to 70 garbo. <laughs> hey, <laughs> whatever it takes, man, right? All right. Uh, yeah, well, that's good. I mean, hey, good luck, you know. I think it go either way. I don't even know because, like I said, it's just it's really all going to come down to that that Buccaneers game and, um, you know, whether or not you can, uh, can build up enough of a cushion there, but, uh, I will, uh, I will let you get out of here. Do you have any, uh, you know, uh, happy, happy Christmas to, to you and the family, of course. Um, do you have any, uh, any final thoughts for the Hberg, uh, FFL, uh, family here, the people listening? I should, I should tell you, I asked the same thing to, uh, to Lee and he, he said his, the only thing he had to say was uh, was "f you, Lance." So uh, <laughs> that uh, oh, that changes uh, no. your message at all. Obviously, this is the best time of year uh, if you make make it in the playoffs of CBS. And the fact that you're able to do this podcast has to be a little bit fun, even after your shitty yeah. season, which down is the year. same as mine. That's what I'm saying. It was a down year for me. And it was uh, it, it was very uh, it was very convenient that I had the baby to use an excuse to take a little bit of a hiatus to recharge because it would have been really depressing to come on here every week and and, uh, and talk about my shitty football fake football team. But uh, but I'm glad I get to talk to all you guys. It is exciting, even not being in it. It's exciting, you know, when it when you get the fantasy time in the Hberg FFL. No, no, basically, Merry Christmas to everybody in the league except for Lee. And, uh, and yeah, uh, after I kick his ass, hopefully I uh, make one of those runs like uh, when I won the championship a few years ago with uh, Peyton in his terrible final season. Oh, God. As my first no- round. Noodle arm Peyton. He was my like first round pick, and I somehow won that year. I don't remember my roster, and he was doo doo. So yeah. the miracles can happen. And, uh, and this wouldn't be a miracle because I'm I'm awesome, but still a true Christmas we'll, miracle. All I, right. Honestly, <laughs> the last thing I'll say is if I can get past Lee, I think my matchups end up like really, really tasty since I've looked ahead. But I can't, you know, I'm not gonna yeah. look in the future. Taking it one game at a time, as always. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining me, Lance. As always, a pleasure. Uh, yeah, have a good night and uh, and uh, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas and uh, good luck this week. And uh, if you win, good luck throughout the playoffs. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. Good night, man. Thanks.